Hey guys, it's me, Cassie. You are listening to episode number 16 of Moms on the Rise Now. Today is my first episode without a guest in quite a while, actually. Um, It's been, gosh, the last one, two, three, four, five episodes was with people. So it's pretty amazing. I love the conversations that we're having. I love the topics that we're talking about. I love that other people are getting involved and sharing this with their friends. I have so many people who actually want to come on and talk. And so it's really exciting. Um, I feel bad because I did have a couple things lined up with people to record, but it's just been really challenging to balance work and the three kids and their schedules and prioritizing my marriage, prioritizing my own mental health and self-care. And so sometimes the podcast has to get put on the back burner because I got to take care of those things. Um, So it's been two weeks since I have recorded a podcast and I have been trying to think of a topic that would be helpful to moms. And to be honest, the one thing I've been battling so hard lately is depression. And um, I've been very open and honest with what I I struggle with. I struggle with um, depression, anxiety, and panic attacks is the fun stuff. And then recently I've been talking to my doctor about PMDD, which basically is a form of severe PMS, which completely makes sense because um, my periods and my menstrual cycle completely throw me off. And we actually talked about this in the last podcast with Sadie. She also struggles with PMDD and it was really nice to have that connection with her and talk about struggling with it because it's, it's just something that's almost taboo. People make fun of women for saying that they have PMS and they struggle with it. And it's kind of like this ongoing joke, like, oh, you're PMSing, you're being a bitch. Well, sometimes it's not something totally in our control. So I'm happy that I have found like a term to kind of understand what it is. And so now I'm working with my doctor to figure out um, how I'm going to treat it or what I'm going to do. Um I have still been going to the gym consistently, drinking tons of water. I'm I'm not doing better with my caffeine. Ugh. I wish I could say I was, but I just love it so much. I love it so much. So that's my drug of choice. That's my addiction. Still still bad with my caffeine. And my eating could be a lot better. But um the gym has seriously it's been so life-changing for me in so many ways. And I know that sounds cliche and it it sounds funny and people, you know, people make fun of gym rats and we joke around about it, whatever. It's, it's so not funny. It's like, it's so real and so serious for me. I've tried to change my mindset about what the gym looks like. And the way I get myself there is I say to myself, when you're done working out, are you going to regret it? Or are you going to be thankful that you went? And I have never left a workout and thought to myself, wow, I regret doing that. So I've really been focusing on going to the gym as well as Bobby. Bobby and I both go to the same gym. We try to do it together, uh, but with the kids' schedules and Amelia, you know, full on in softball right now. And she's in dance and Addie's in gymnastics and they have like their cute little Bible studies on Wednesday and just all this stuff going on. It's hard to do it together. Um, so we're trying to, but a lot of times we do it separate. It's just been nice to have something that we're sharing together and kind of working towards together. 
So that is something new that I've added to my life as a way to cope with everything going on. Um, it's not easy. It requires a lot of time and I don't have a lot of time. I used to love using that excuse that I have no time to go to the gym, but I feel like if I can do it with a job and three kids and a husband and a full life, anyone can do it. Um, it's so freaking important to work out and exercise and take care of your body. I wish I could sit here and lecture you guys about food, but I'm not going to be a hypocrite because my eating is total shit. And I try, I don't really eat like fast food and stuff like that, but I, I eat a lot and I'm a piggy and I feel like food is my coping mechanism. So I'm not going to lecture about nutrition. We all know we should be eating better and doing better. We all know, we all know what's bad for us. So, um, and then what else has been going on? Well, I did tell you guys that I was going to practice rest more. And <laughs> this is so ridiculous because I have been resting more. I've been doing really good. Like maybe it's partly the depression, but whatever. I have been laying in my bed and like napping sometimes and getting to bed er earlier, obviously, because I have to get before for work usually. So getting to bed earlier, um, I've been trying to like set my phone aside and not pick it up and look at it. I'm trying so hard to figure out what rest looks like. I hope Bobby isn't listening to this because he's probably laughing because I have a really hard time resting. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I feel like when you have a full family and life going the way that we do, you almost feel guilty to rest, to sit down and relax and rest. But I noticed um, in the past couple of weeks that my body is forcing me to rest, which I'm thankful for, but it's really new to me. It's new to me to you know work all morning and get home in the afternoon and, and want to take a nap. That's what I've been wanting lately. That's kind of what my body is telling me to do. And so I'm really trying to be more aware of what my body needs and what my body wants. I feel like, I feel like if you really are in tune with yourself and you're working on taking care of yourself, mind, body, spirit, right? Your body is going to tell you what it needs. And I know that sounds so weird, but when me and Bobby first started, um, like consistently working out a couple months ago, I was going really hard. Like I was working out really hard at the gym and then I was still trying to run and I was doing too much, right? And my knees started to hurt a lot, a lot, a lot to where it was so painful to even go to the gym. And so I told myself I wasn't gonna be so hard on myself and trying to run every day. Um, I was just gonna primarily focus on the gym and it's been, a drastic difference between those couple of weeks. And so um, I've been really working on that. I, I feel like we were in the COVID bubble and it just popped, right? Like everything was kind of shut down and we didn't know what was gonna happen. Everything was just fucking weird, really. I don't even know what the word is for it. And now that life is back in full swing, it's like, I almost feel like I was so worked up during that whole COVID freaking thing. And now I feel like I'm coming off of it, but it's like not the appropriate time to come off of it because now life is back to what it was before. If that makes sense. 
it almost feels like my body is starting to like want to burn out now. But this is a time for life to be back in like full speed, you know, with everything open again, sports, kids in sports, activities, whatever. And so I'm really, like I said, I'm really trying to listen to my body. And I think that's some of the best advice I could give to anybody, especially moms. We run ourselves ragged. Um, I, I went for a walk on Sunday and I was listening to a bunch of TED Talks and a bunch of stuff on YouTube about burnout, especially for moms. And it's truly terrifying the symptoms that our body will go through and when it's trying to warn us that we're getting there. It's like there's all these red, red flags and your body's telling you like, hey, gotta make a change, right? You have, maybe you have like one panic attack or maybe, you know, maybe you feel more exhausted than ever and you're still trying to push yourself through. When your body is starting to tell you, hey, something's, something's wrong, something's going on, you have to listen. That's not something that you just push through. Our bodies were never made to just push, 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 and never scale back and rest. And that is something I have learned through COVID. If there's one thing I feel like has been the biggest blessing through COVID, well, I've already told you my marriage. Really, COVID kind of cracked open my marriage to start doing good works in that. So that's my most, you know, I'm most thankful for that. But I'm also thankful because it forced everybody to slow down. And I feel like although my anxiety was heightened and things were scary and uh, we didn't know what was going to happen and, you know, I mean, we still don't know what's going to happen, right? I I think we're just kind of used to it. Um, It did force me to slow down. And so now that I know what that feels like when you're forced to slow down, I'm working on choosing to slow down when I can, right? And so that doesn't mean that I'm going to pull the kids out of their sports or it doesn't mean I'm going to quit my job or I'm not going to work towards my goals because those are things that we have to do. But I'm not going to run myself ragged at the expense of my health and my well-being and my my mental health. And I won't do it for anybody. I'm not even going to do it for my kids. Like I, I refuse to keep going down that path. And I know people who are stuck on that. There's, there's so, especially moms, they're stuck on pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I admire the hell out of it because I'm wired the same way. I'm wired to push for more in every aspect. I'm wired to keep trying new things and keep changing it up. But when your body is simply telling you to slow down, you must, you must slow down. And so I think that's why I have been trying so hard to rest. And rest for me is like getting into my bed and watching Netflix. That's my favorite thing in the world to do. It's like my happy place. And um, there's times where I do it in the middle of the day. And I never used to do that before. I used to feel so guilty. I would feel like, oh my God, the kids need to go somewhere. Or I need, you know, I need to be doing something, cleaning up the house. And I'm at the point where... I genuinely enjoy crawling into my bed and watching Netflix and and I don't feel guilty anymore about it. So I'm, for me, that's a really big accomplishment. For you, maybe that's like your norm. You don't give a shit, like, you know, you do you. But for me, as hard as I am on myself, it's been like a big, big accomplishment. Um, and so I'm, yeah, I guess I'm proud of myself for trying to figure out um, how to listen to my body. And I feel like when you're younger, you 
you get away with not listening to your body. You know, when you're young, your body is different. And the older, you know, I'm only going to be 31. It's not old by any means. Um, I feel old with, you know, the family and the kids and everything. But you really have to listen to your body. It's it's something that's been so, like, heavy on my heart lately. Listen to your body. Um, and so I'm trying to make the necessary changes for that. I, I also think that... Um, a lot of what's making me feel kind of depressed and burnt out and something I'm seeing that's really a trend for a trend, how terrible, but marriage and relationships and I guess the divide that people are going through. Um, Bobby and I have gotten on this podcast and been super vulnerable and open and honest about our marriage and where we're at with that and what's going on in our lives and um, I I see people splitting up and like divorcing and relationships broken and people deciding to give up. And I think there's plenty of reasons for that. I mean, it's normal without the state of our society the way it is, right? It's normal that people get divorced. We see that all the time. I just think that Right now, the reason that people are ending relationships and drifting apart and, you know, married couples are divorcing is because we're so exhausted. I know a lot of people don't want to admit that they are so utterly exhausted, but Bobby and I were having a conversation on Sunday and I broke down crying and I told him I'm exhausted of never feeling good enough anywhere I go. You go to work, you don't feel good enough. You, you, uh, as a mother, you don't feel good enough. As a wife, you're not good enough. As just a fucking human being trying to survive in the world, you just don't feel good enough. And so many people feel that way. And you get to the point where you give up. You're, you just can't keep trying. And a lot of people give up. And one of the biggest struggles in this past year really the past couple of years but it's really come down to the wire this year where bobby and i have talked about our relationship and our marriage and literally having to have a conversation like are we going to fight for this because so many people just choose to give up and walk away. And I'm not shaming people for that. A divorce is very necessary in some cases. But I feel like a lot of the things I'm hearing from people in my circle are things that can be worked through. And it breaks my heart because people are just so exhausted. We're all so tired right now that it takes something so small to send us over the edge. And I know I'm not the only one living in that because right now more than ever, I hear people saying, I'm just looking for a safe place or I just want to feel happy or I just want to feel at peace in my life and everything is so chaotic. None of us as human beings can deny that the state of our society and our nation and the world and the division and the anger and the sadness, nobody can sit here and say that they're not feeling the effects of that. Because if you're not, you're living in a hole. You're not out there in the world at all. Um, We're all living in it right now. And it's exhausting. 
it's exhausting. Like, I I literally, I don't even know if I'm depressed. Like, when I say, when I say I'm depressed, I associate depression with being sad. I don't even feel sad. I just feel utterly exhausted, like soul exhausted, like my body hurts exhausted. I'm tired. And I think that's probably why I know that in order to keep going, I have to take my ass to bed and go to sleep and just nap sometimes in the middle of the day. Or I have to go to bed at freaking seven o'clock and go lay down. I'm, I'm not asleep, but it's like I need to go lay my ass down because I am exhausted. Like I'm going to say something or do something to somebody that I know I wouldn't do otherwise unless I was feeling so run down and so exhausted. So if you see people in your circle who are giving up, who are throwing in the towel on their marriage, who are giving up on a child because that child is so damn frustrating, um, walking away from their jobs because they just can't take it anymore. I understand that there are certain things that we have to do in life to make us happy, right? But I feel like happiness as a whole is overrated. Like when people walk away from a from a secure job because they're just not happy there or they walk away from the marriage because, well, I'm just not happy. But maybe it's not all those things. Maybe it's just the place we're at in the world right now. Anybody I talk to has been affected by COVID. They've been affected by the politics being pumped out there. They, they're, they've lost somebody either dying from COVID or different opinions on COVID, you know, family members are, are telling me that, you know, I can't see you if you're not vaccinated, which that's your right. But we have never lived in a time where the division within our own circles with our own family and friends is so hot. Like it feels like at any moment, someone can just pop off and just be like, Hey, I'm out. I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm not even going to put up with you anymore. And it's such a shit way to be. Like I've talked to you guys about how that's the kind of person I am. I I have this way about me where this is how I used to be. It was like, if you push me too far, I'm just going to cut you out and, and you don't matter. But at the end of the day, that's so toxic. It's the most toxic thing we could do. And everywhere I look around, people are doing this to each other for stupid stuff. You people are arguing over politics and politicians and policies and government and vaccines and COVID. And you are willingly allowing yourself to fight and fight and fight these things so hard because of your shitty opinion that doesn't matter at the end of the day. And you're willing to lose people over it. Like I have an opinion. It's not very hard to figure out what my opinion is. I've talked about it openly. I don't care. Like it doesn't bother me. It, it doesn't for me, people are so easily triggered. Like when I talk to someone that has a different opinion than me, they're so triggered by that. You guys got to get over it. Like we are different people. We have different views. We're not going to see eye to eye. It's just not worth losing a relationship over. I, I, I don't get it. I don't. And for me, when I see this happening with people, I'm like, is it really worth it? And when I see it happening in a marriage, that shit breaks my heart. Like we cannot let this whole past year, year and a half, COVID and everything that's happened, you cannot let that destroy your marriage. You have to really look at your actual marriage. Like 
Is it outside forces or is it your actual marriage that is suffering? Are you unhappy because of the marriage or is there other things going on? Maybe you're not happy with yourself, right? Those are the conversations I'm having in my marriage now. Are we both battling and struggling? Fuck yeah, we are. Like, this ain't easy. I'm not going to lie. We have a teenager and he's been quite the nightmare lately trying to help him and figure things out with him. I have my seven-year-old, which she's pretty awesome, but she has so many things going on to keep up with. And then, you know, my four-year-old, you guys know that's the wrecking ball of the family. We have three kids, three completely different stages in life. My husband has a very high stress job. I'm working too. We're, we're barely piecing it together. It's stressful. There's a lot of times where we feel unhappy. We, we feel sad. We battle our, our own mental health issues, right? That's all fine and dandy. That's what most marriages are going through, right? So you can't take all that and just say that you're unhappy and give up on relationships. It, it's, it's not the right thing to do. And I'm not talking about the obvious stuff like cheating and abuse and duh, we know that. Like if those things are going on, there's no really working past that. Typically the marriage has ended, but you cannot let all this outside stuff going on destroy everything that you've built up and worked so hard for. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm only talking about this because I can, I've seen now, you know, we're going to be going on nine years of marriage and it's been been rough and I feel like sometimes I feel like the easier option for so many people is walking away because then you're just responsible for yourself. Like me and Bobby have even talked about that. You're just responsible for yourself, right? And the whole family isn't hanging on your decisions. I can't even imagine as a man, the sole provider of an entire family, how much stress that must be, right? Like I work, but the pressure for him to make a certain amount of money and to provide at a certain level. I hope you ladies understand the amount of stress that comes with that. Because although it is an expectation as a man to do that, it doesn't come without so much damn sacrifice. So I'm not trying to knock on us women. We're badass. I know that. We hold the family together. We do what we do. But men are suffering too. And they're struggling. And I have to ask myself, what am I going to do to uplift my marriage and my relationship? Because that's something that I haven't been doing for a long time. And it's easy to not focus on that because, because of the kids. It's just, it's simple because of the kids and because of life. And then you throw COVID in there and you light the fire with vaccines and masks and arguments and politics and blah, blah, blah. And shit gets crazy. So really... The way I see it is my family is living in our own family bubble that we have, our own personal bubble and space, and we have our own family goals and our own things we're doing. And I'm teaching my children how to live in the outside world, but to always know that the safe space is in our home. That is what matters. That is it. Your home. What's going on in your home matters. The work shit, leave it at work right? The drama with your friends, block them, block them. Don't even let it go for a minute, right? Don't give up on those relationships. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying to throw it all away. I'm not saying that, but give, give yourself the space to take care of yourself and your family. That's what I've had to do. Social media, get the fuck off of it. 
seriously. There's so much stuff I see where I'm just like, if I wouldn't have seen that, I wouldn't be so frustrated right now. Like I had to stop reading all the politics and it's all lies. No politician gives a shit about us. Let it go, guys. Like none of it matters. You wanting to keep up on the current affairs, what is it doing for you? If it's just making you miserable, don't do it. Don't do it. It. Don't do it. Seriously. I don't watch the news. I like Google certain things to research, but I, I don't. I mean, is any news trustworthy? Not really. It's now we have to pick sides. How ridiculous is that? I'm not going to start on my politics. But anyways, my point is that none of that is worth it. It's never going to be worth it. It's never going to be worth losing people over. And have a conversation. Like have conversations with people, not about the politics. Just let that shit go. There's not even a point. I'm just saying, have conversations with your friends and and be there. Be there for people and love people and, and don't spew out so much anger and hate and emotions. There's so many emotions right now. Emotions are so high. It is so easy to just complain about everything and be angry about everything. And I get that. But for a lot of us moms, the school year is about to end. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus Christ because I am over it. Um, summer break's here. It's it's a time to spend more time with your kids. If you work, take some vacation time. I already planned some vacation time to take with my children. Spend time with your mom friends. This is a time for us to get together and hang out. And, and don't talk about the stupid shit. Who cares about masks and vaccines? And who cares if your friend wants to wear five masks and get vaccines and you don't? Oh, well, like you love that person for who they are. You don't love them for a medical decision that they're making. Um, I know I talk about this a lot now, but I just feel so strongly about it. I'm so sick of it. I really am. Like I have a strong opinion on it, but my strong opinion does not mean that I don't love and respect people of an opposite opinion. It's not worth losing them. If you're in a marriage and you guys don't agree on these things, just remember there's still an individual. It's their body. If you don't want your husband or wife to get the vaccine and they do, then they do. Is it worth arguing about? No, you're not going to change their mind. Our job's not to change people. You're not going to do it. I've tried that. Trust me. I, I try. You think you're helping. You think, oh, I'm going to help this person. No, you're not. They're, they're always going to do what they believe is best for them. That's their right. Even if you're in a marriage, a marriage is supposed to be one, united. Yes, it is. And I believe that wholeheartedly, but they're still their own person with their own body and they get to make their own choices. They get to formulate their own opinions about the world and you guys respect each other. Bobby and I cannot be any more different. I know this is ridiculous, but even down to cooking, I was making a fruit salad the other day and Bobby says, thank God that you like to do that because I hate making fruit salads. Like we don't even like to make the same foods. Me and this man have nothing in common. And yeah, sometimes that gets really frustrating and I want to choke him because I'm like, please see my side. But honestly, I feel like God did that on purpose because it makes me tolerant of other people's opinions. And it has taught me how to love and respect people for uniquely being them. And that's not easy, especially now. But just remember, 
that the point is to divide us. That's that's the big picture here. People aren't trying to bring us together. They're trying to tear us apart. And I know I've lost a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's not easy to figure out who blocks you on social media and who's cut you out, right? I've gotten cut out by people simply for having an opinion that they didn't like maybe. Um, and remember, opinions change people. So if you cut someone off for their opinion and their opinion changes a month later, shame on you, right? Don't don't go down that rabbit hole, especially in your family. Um, I'm really battling with my with my teenager right now because he's at that age where he's testing everything, um, you know, has an icky attitude because of hormones or whatever, and he's formulating his own opinions. And I wish that they were the same as mine. That would be great, but they're not. And I'm learning that even though he is my child, I still can't change him. And it's funny because as a parent, you feel like that's all you have control over is your kids, right? And I always thought I did. I I have control over these three children that God has blessed me with to raise and, and nurture and bring up. And then, you know, the oldest one starts getting older and you're just like, wow, like you're not... You're not who I expected you to become. You're completely different, which isn't a bad thing, but it's it's startling with your first one. You know, this is my, my first baby. It's like, this is, my, this is my first. So watching him grow into his own and formulate his opinions and hearing how he has come to these conclusions, it's, it's so interesting. It, it's the conversations that we have, I'm just, I'm blown away at how much a 13-year-old knows and, and how smart they are. They, they're they forming these opinions in a world that has a million trillion opinions on one issue. And so it's it's been fun to have those conversations with him and to embrace that uniqueness and that differentness. And I'm still working on trying to meet him where he's at. You know, I think for a mom, when your son's young, It's so easy to have that relationship. And then they hit those teen years and it gets completely redefined. And it it made me sad. I've cried about this so many times because I got to a point where I was so frustrated because he was getting angrier and having more attitude. And I was always used to him being like a mama's boy and always loving and, and he still is, but there's this part of him that's, you know, growing up and making opinions and he likes what he likes and it's not what I like, right? But but I'm learning how to how to accept that. And so I look back on my life and the different relationships I have with people and the differences and I can see how even in my adult relationships how much that helps me as a mom mothering my son who is very much very similar. We have similar things about us but also very different. Um, and, and it's a challenge. It's, it's not easy, but I, I'm thankful because I have moms in my life who are mentors to me and they are guiding me and giving me advice. And I'm taking that advice because I've never raised a teenage boy. Right. So I'm definitely listening and I, um, just, I'm trying to enjoy it even when it's hard, really hard. I don't think parenting a teenager, I didn't think parenting a teenager would look like this, right? 
I know we talk about COVID all the time, but it's like it's like an historical period of time now. You know, when COVID hit, pre-COVID, pre-COVID, I had an idea in my mind of, of what would be going on in the world. And it's completely different. Like, I'm talking to my 13-year-old son about LGBTQ and transgender and he just finished up talking about sex ed and so we're having all these conversations and I'm like um I haven't really even formulated my own opinion on these things like I don't know how I'm supposed to help you right like I don't tell him that but I'm like he's teaching me shit you know I, I don't even know he's teaching me stuff so it's a very different world we're living in I I've always wanted to protect my children and and keep them close and I always had this thought of like, I don't want to expose them to so much. They've been exposed. Most of our kids have been exposed to unspeakable things, things that we don't even want to think about or talk about because they're so challenging, even for an adult mind, you know, to wrap their minds around. Um, so what has been my advice today? Listen to your body. Don't give up on your relationships. Don't give up on your don't give up on your marriage, man. Don't don't do that. Not right now. Don't make heavy decisions like that when life is such a freaking mess. Like I said, the obvious stuff like cheating and abuse, and I get that. But if you're listening to this right now and your marriage is struggling, step back, look at it full picture, and figure out what you can do. Bobby and I are battling, like. It's a battle. It's not just, and it's not just a battle in the marriage. It's just a battle as individuals. And it's a slow process. We have our marriage counseling like every other week. And every time I think we're going to talk about a certain topic, it turns into something else. And, you know, we have like an entire list of stuff that we need to work out. But that's the point. We're willing to work on it. Um, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of acceptance and a whole shit ton of patience, which that's not usually my style. But um, I absolutely love my husband more than anyone in this world. And I love what we have together and, and he does too. And it has been hard to step up to the plate and say, hey, I know things aren't perfect, but we're gonna really fight for this. It's hard, it's really hard work. Um, but you don't regret that. You know, I, I even tell Bobby if, if somewhere down the line we didn't work out, I I would never regret putting in all this hard work. Never. So let that be a message to you that the hard work and effort it takes to maintain these relationships, it's worth it no matter what. Because even if those relationships end, you always learn and grow and, and change as a person through those relationships, whether it's friendships, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever those relationships look like. I'm focusing on marriage because that's the one relationship in my life that I am full force like working on. And it's the hardest relationship I've ever worked on. It's hard. It's hard work. And I'm not ashamed. And I don't think people should be ashamed to say, hey, marriage is hard. Like it is work. We're, we're having a hard time. It doesn't mean that people are going to divorce. When you say you're having a hard time, everybody goes, oh my God, they're going to separate. They're going to break up. No, calm down. No, it's just stepping back and realizing that 
things could be better and wanting it to get better and then choosing to work your ass off to get there. And that's what we've chosen to do. And it's hard and I'm, I'm tired. I'm so freaking tired. He's tired too. We work, we raise these damn kids. We're involved in sports. You parents get it. You guys get it. We're all going through it. Make your home your safe space. Listen to your body. Don't throw away your relationships because of what's going on in this crappy world. If you have a conversation with somebody about, you know, all the stuff and it's starting to get heated, let it go. It ain't worth it. Don't do it. Um, and like I said, summer breaks come in and that's, you know, oh God, we're in California. So it'll probably be droughts, fires, and God knows what else is going to happen this year. Right. But one of my goals is to get together with, um, my friends, my mom friends and get our kids together because none of us got that last summer. And now that things are safer and people are feeling better because they've been vaccinated, all that stuff. Um, we can live life a little bit this summer. So make a goal this summer to take some time off away from life and what's going on and spend time with your kids and your husband or wife or whatever. Spend some time with them. Detach from everything going on. And just remember that the most important thing is your little family. Those are the relationships that matter the most. Work on those. Work on that relationship with your within your marriage. Work on the relationships with your children because those dynamics are always changing and evolving and have conversations. It builds you guys closer together. Um, that's my advice. I know I'm all over the place. I didn't really have a specific topic to talk about, but I, um, but I just try to give out, you know, advice based off of what I'm going through. And I just want to help anyone out there who is struggling with the same things. So thank you for listening in. Um, next week I will have a podcast coming out with a guest speaker and I'm really excited for that. Um, so thank you guys for listening and have a great week.